Welcome to the Mom Village Podcast. We are three multicultural moms sharing our journey through motherhood with the Christ Center Foundation. For information and resources, visit us at our church's website at gofamilychurch.org. Or you can also email us at themomvillage at gofamilychurch.org. And please go over and follow us on Instagram at themomvillagefc. We're glad that you're here and welcome to our village. So hello and welcome to the Mom Village. Ladies, we're finally here. Can you believe it? We're excited. Isn't this crazy? We're finally doing the podcast. We're so excited. So first of all, my name is Jis Marie Ramos, or you can say Jis Marie Ramos. My husband is a worship pastor at Family Church in South Florida. And then um, we have four beautiful kids, ages, I need to think about it. Ages eight, that's Christian Anthony. Sienna is six. Oh my God, that's embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Sienna um, Sienna is three and baby Lucas is one. That happens when you have a lot of kids. (laughs) They're precious. We love them all. We have two boys and two girls and we love it. Yeah. And that's a little bit about me. Obviously, you can hear by my accent that I'm Hispanic. So I'm from Puerto Rico (laughs) and I've been here for 15 years, which I love it. And yeah, a fun fact though, if you wanted to get to know us a little bit, it's like I have a background in circus. Isn't that crazy? And that now is I'm doing a fun a, fact. Right? <laughs> That's a crazy fun fact. So, and now we're doing this podcast. So, but I'm not here alone. I'm here with my awesome friends and the three moms that are joining me in this mom village. So this is my village. I have my friend here, Kristen. Kristen, tell us about yourself, please. Yeah, Jisma, how fun that we're doing this together. We've been friends for a long time. A so long this time. is this is super exciting. So we Jimmy and I, Jimmy is the lead pastor at Family Church. And we've been here for 12 years. When we got here, Pastor Christian, your husband, was one of, he was like an associate, yep. right? Music pastor. So it's so fun that we've been here this whole time together, pretty much. Yep. We have eight children. And my word, I feel like if I tell everything about them, it, <laughs> the podcast is going to be over. But I'll try. Let's okay. see. I have two married sons, actually, that just got married last year. Jisma, you photographed one yes, of the weddings. Yes. And so 24 years old and 22 and beautiful daughter-in-laws who we love. And Gorgeous. Just because now I have to say this, we're going to be grandparents. Yay! So we um, <laughs> are expecting a grandson in December and a granddaughter in January. So we're super excited. excited. And then we're getting ready to take our next two, our third and fourth, off to college next week. Wow. Jeremiah and Isaac. And then I've got two high school students that are starting next week, Stephen and Anna Kate, and my middle schooler, Sweet Mary Claire, and my caboose, Caleb, <laughs> who is 11. So we have a lot going he's on. He's the South Florida baby. He's the South Florida baby. He's kind of weirded out that he's going to be an uncle at the age of 11, <laughs> but we're rolling with it. It's what it is. Oh, that's awesome. That is great. What about the next person we have next to us? Obviously, the amazing Kira. Aww. Kira, tell oh, us about you. Oh my goodness. This is so exciting to be here. Well, my name is Kira Kelly, and uh, my husband Eric and I just celebrated 22 years of marriage, which is unbelievable. We have four children. We have Madison, who is the oldest, 19 years old. She's the only girl. She's currently a sophomore at Georgia Southern University. But due to Corona, she'll be home this semester. Um, We have Mason, who is the oldest 
boy who is 16 years old. He is actually a junior in high school. And we have our third, Miles, who is entering high school as a freshman this year. I cannot believe it. It's crazy. And like Kristen, we have an 11-year-old, Malachi, who is entering middle school. Oh my this goodness. Is, yeah, but this is our last one. This is oh our last one. Goodness. And I am a native of West Palm Beach, which I found that that's very unique. That is very unique. Very unique. <laughs> um, so I've been here pretty much my entire life, other than going off to college at Florida State for a couple of years. And a fun fact about me, um, if you look at me, you probably could not tell this, but I asked my family, what's something fun about me? And the first thing that most of them said is that I am violently competitive when oh, it comes wow. to games <laughs> and winning. Okay, so. see it. We've seen you be a kids <laughs> camp counselor yes, before. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. If she has a color, she comes completely committed oh, yeah. to the color. Oh, yeah. Team Orange. <laughs> committed. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. So that's, good to be here. That's amazing. Tell us um, where you're from, Kristen. Yeah. So I, I forgot all of that, but I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, was born and raised there, lived there 21 years until Jimmy and I got married in December of 1994. So this year we celebrate 26 years. We've spent a lot of time in Louisville, Kentucky, which is where one of my married sons and his wife are there now. And so we've been here 12 years, but so Florida is home for me, but South Florida is not North Florida. It's like two different (laughs) planets. So we love South Florida. It's home for us for sure. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't say, but um, my husband and I, we actually, the podcast is released the 12th. So if you're listening, you're probably listening on the 12th. So tomorrow it's my anniversary. Guys, it's 15 years. 15, that's a big one. I don't know what that one is, but we'll do a great Corona party, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) We can celebrate it out. But yeah, we're going to be married for 15 years and it's, it's been amazing. Amazing. So... This is the time, ladies, that I'm going to tell you, get your notebooks out, get your papers out, because we're about to go into the topic of homeschooling. Guys, are you ready to talk about homeschooling? We're ready. We're ready. ready. Okay. So let me just tell you, ladies and all our listeners, that the reason why we got homeschooling is not because we have two amazing ladies here were sitting with me, they're experts, but because of what's happening in the world right now, Mm -hmm. a lot of moms have to be forced to do homeschooling. And I'm saying forced because for (laughs) us, it was a decision. (laughs) That's a funny word, but a true word right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm saying forced, but for us, it was a decision and it's a privilege and we love it. But um, when it's forced, I can see why they're going, you know, a little crazy and, and, and they're so anxious about it. So that's why we decided, okay, let's talk about homeschooling and let's talk about the do's and don'ts and all the things we have learned so far. So I'm going to start with this. I've been homeschooling. This is my first year homeschooling. So, and we started homeschooling because my husband got um, the privilege to go on a sabbatical and we actually started doing it so we can go earlier and take the kids out and be able to go and afford the sabbatical (laughs) when it's not high season, you know? So we started doing it and we had the time to prepare mentally, emotionally, to prepare the kids. So the first two weeks were a little rough where Mm -hmm. you get used to it, especially when you have little ones. I have a baby, I have a toddler, and I had a kindergarten and a first grader. So that's when I had to start. But I love the fact that I had the time to digest the topic and the concept of homeschooling. And I love it now. Now I love it. But the first two weeks were hard for them while they get used to it and they know about it. So at least that was my experience. Now it's way better because they know how to 
you know, navigate the homeschooling and everything. But I want to hear from you guys when you guys started before we dig in. How was it when you guys started with your kids, Kristen? Yeah. So first of all, that word forced makes me laugh, but it's <laughs> it's true because but the problem is forced makes us feel panicked. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what we're talking about this morning, right? Is like how do we do this, whether we've been forced to do it or we've chosen to do it or we're in a season of life where we feel like we must do it. How do we do this well? Because the first few months of homeschooling last school year, pretty much everybody was forced to do it. And that was like crisis schooling, but that's Mm -hmm. not really homeschooling. Yeah. And so that's... we were were, surviving. Yeah, it's surviving. (laughs) Although homeschooling is surviving Surviving. as part of it. That's for sure. But I tell you, we got started, let's see... I'm embarrassed that I don't even know how many years ago it was. Well, it was 15 because I was pregnant with Anna Kate and she's 15 now. So I had little boys that were going to football practice. James was in the second grade. My two married sons now was second grade in kindergarten. And Jimmy was totally anti-homeschooling because he was like, that's for nerds. They're weird. I don't want this to be my people. And so every once in a while would just say, hey, well, he was working two jobs. He was at Highview Baptist Church in Louisville, and he was a dean at the seminary, at Southern Seminary. And I was big pregnant with my sixth kid. He was racing out to work. We And just one day flippantly, I said, I just think this would be so much easier if we homeschooled. And my decisive, intelligent husband said, who I thought was like my fallback. I was just kind of like, venting, venting. <laughs> mean it. He's like, you're right. We're doing it. Call whoever you need to, to figure out how to set this up. And he drove away and I cried. <laughs> I what thought, have I, dumped what myself? have I done? But I got my sleeves rolled up and went to work and there have been days that have been horrible. There have been days that I've watched my friends play tennis and go to Starbucks and I'm like, <laughs> that looks fun. But all in all, I would absolutely not trade it for anything. How about you, Kira? How was your? Well, kind of similar to Kristen. We started 15 years ago. Um, The only difference is with our oldest, Madison, she's never been to traditional school. So I think, again, I was pregnant as well. And Madison was about to enter. The pregnancy. (laughs) The hormones. Get (laughs) us thinking. Makes you kind of crazy. Um, (laughs) So we were looking around at schools for Madison. And I had previously um, been an elementary school teacher. But it actually was another family that just kind of loved on us and took us under their wing. We were watching how they were raising their children. Mm-hmm. They're about a season ahead of us and they were homeschooling. And I thought, oh, wow, that would be really wonderful. I think I can do that. <laughs> and of course, my husband said, no, everyone here goes to work. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so just after a lot of prayer, I just really felt called for our family just to at least try it. And when we started with Madison, it really was a decision that we would just try every year. Every year we would pray about it and just see. We never thought, never even imagined that we would actually graduate her from homeschooling. So that's kind of how we got started. Wow. And, and, we're, and the we're journey here. of homeschooling. We're here. <laughs> so one of the main questions I get a lot from a lot of moms, especially in, in this season of coronavirus, is like, how do I transition my kid? Because now they're forced to do homeschooling at home. And it's very difficult, at least for me, that this is my first time and you guys can help me out. But the hardest part was how do I teach my kid and how do I let him know that the home, which was the place of resting, is now the place of work as well. Because they were Mm -hmm. used to my kids, um, they used to go to regular school, but now they were homeschooling. So I 
I think the hardest part was like, okay, trying to teach him, not only this is the place now where you go to rest, but you now is the place to go to work. And it's like to teach him at such a young age, the difference of like your resting place is also your workplace. That's hard because yes. it was, it's hard for us too. It's like sure. we, we come from work and we just want to rest, but we have, we got to work. We got to take care of the kids too. So I think that was the hardest part. And one thing that has worked for my kids that I always tell all the other moms it's like, I think you, um, ladies, you can write this down because the first thing, the first um, tip that I can share is like spaces matters. Mm-hmm. For us, spaces matter. Okay. Once we designed a space for homeschooling, it all became real. So we found a corner in our living room that we, we just had no purpose for it <laughs> because we decided we like the room is to rest at least for our home mm-hmm. so we're like okay so thankfully we have the space to do it if you don't have the space obviously if you have to use your room you have to do it but for us we're like let's take it out of the room and we put my husband had this old table and he cut it in half and he did like two little desks and we're like okay we designed a space and we told him listen this is the space for studying so every time they look at that space, they, they know it's for studying, it's not for playing, and it's not a space that reminds them of like, oh, I used to play over there, or I used to rest over there. It's a new space mentally for studying. And that has helped us a lot because they know once they go to those corners, to those desks, that's the, that's the space for, for studying. Yeah. So what is something that you guys have done or a tip that you can share with moms that other like, like the spaces that kind of help them um, navigate homeschooling? Kira, you want to share with us? Okay. Well, one thing I would say um, to all those moms out there who are thinking, oh my goodness, we don't have any space. Yes. (laughs) Um, So I do want to encourage that if you don't have a space set aside that you can even have a desk. You know, when when we first started out, we didn't have that kind of space. So we homeschooled and we still actually homeschool all over our home. Yeah. We do have um (laughs) we do have books everywhere. Yes, there are books everywhere. (laughs) We do now have a space set aside that pretty much houses our books and it does have desks. But to be honest, you know, we homeschool on the couch. When my kids were little, we would homeschool on the floor. We just bought some trays from Michael's and those were their desks. So I would definitely say, please, moms, don't feel discouraged. If you don't have a designated space in your home, you can do something just that simple. And That's that's really good to know, Kira, because sadly, like in social media, you start looking in social media and you see all this. We start comparing all these beautiful classes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Bags. <laughs> yeah. So. You go to Pinterest, it's like like the worst thing you could have done that day. You're so yeah, discouraged. You're a failure. Yeah. You stink. You're like, I can't even <laughs> I do this. I can't even color coordinate the pencils. It's like, come on. It's, it's a disaster. And then you get discouraged. But at least I love how you're saying, like, even if you don't have this space, for me, it worked as we had a corner with junk and we just cleaned her up. <laughs> just, yeah. just use what you have. Exactly. And one thing also I would say is please don't try to duplicate school at home. Thank you, Kira. Don't try to duplicate school at home. You know, you're homeschooling for some right now who are forced, but take advantage of this opportunity that you have to get to know your children. Um, You do want a routine or a schedule, but um, get get this opportunity, take it to just spend time, quality time with your children, learn how they learn best, read them books. I mean, tons and tons of books. If you have nothing else, go to the library and get a ton of books Yeah, Yeah. and you can homeschool. How about you? I love this conversation, Gisma, because it it reflects what homeschooling is. So for Gisma, Mm -hmm. it was really important because she knows her kids and she knows they needed a space. And so you figured it out and it just so happens that you guys are 
ridiculously talented and you're gorgeous <laughs> and you make everything look you awesome and your husband's a woodworker. Husband for all of you whatever. listening, my husband is a handyman. So he, he is. He can build anything out of anything. Yeah. So you take advantage of what God has given you and what what you have and the needs that you know better than anybody else in this yeah. whole world, what your kids need. So you design a space. Kira, you say you have a space, but y'all are on the couch because you know how your family operates. And that's what I would encourage moms who are, whether you're forced to do this or this is a new adventure for you, some of you may be doing this for a semester and you're waiting until the schools open up. That's great because what I do want to say is that all three of us sitting at this table are for all of it, right? So Mm -hmm, we know that there are some fabulous public schools. There's some great private schools. There's some great Christian schools. And so we've chosen to homeschool and that's why we're trying to help the ones that are listening today. But maybe you're just doing this for a little while, but embrace the opportunity to know your kids and to figure out what's best for your family. I love that you said that, Kira. And the, some people operate well with making it look like school. Their mm-hmm. kids love that. Awesome. We're making fun of those people <laughs> and because they make me feel bad about myself. But, but some people enjoy that. That's not me. And so I'm not going to be able to do that. And so I'm not going to try to duplicate school. The truth is, if they go to school, there's some things that school the school can do well that I can't duplicate. And I'm okay with that. I've learned to be okay with that. But there are some things that I can do better because I know my kids better. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to learn to embrace the things that I can do well. And so even if you're just doing this for a semester or a year, take the time to figure out your kids what works best. I agree with you, Jesus. Stay off Pinterest (laughs) and just do what works for your family and take this time, little or big, to do some things with your kids that you what haven't had time to do. What is something that you, you did with your kids? Because you have a lot of kids in different ages. Yeah. What is something that you did that worked? Like for me, as I share, space matter because I have so many little ones, you know, space matter. And I love how you say, because I know my kids and right. I know that will work, but I know for a lot of moms, it will not work because for Kira, the whole house works, you know? So what is something you did with your kids? Because you have very different ages that worked. That it was something that, like a little tip that you said, ladies, this worked for me because I have these different ages, like while you were homeschooling. Okay. I have a million things that come to mind. But let Top me three. just, let me pick, <laughs> let me pick one for now and then okay. we'll see. But one of the things is if you are choosing your curriculum, so I know some of you are doing whatever the school says and that's fine and that's different. If you're choosing your curriculum, I would encourage you to find a curriculum, that you can do with everyone. For instance, am I allowed to say specific curriculums here? Of course, of course. Okay, so like Apologia Science has fabulous, fabulous curriculum for elementary kids, but you can do it with, what what is it, Kira, sixth grade, maybe even seventh Seventh grade? So seventh all the way down. Well, that's huge for me because I had eight kids that I was homeschooling at one time and they were all over the place. But if I could have one curriculum that we're all going to learn about the human body this year, I can do that usually. (laughs) Um, And there's kits to help with all of that. But And history, you can do history. Now, obviously you can't teach an eighth grader and a first grader the same math, but as much as you can do together, if you're doing Bible or history, science, those kinds of things, 
reading aloud together. You can pick a chapter book and read and let the little ones play in the floor. Do things together. It will keep you from losing your mind. I like that you're saying that about like just finding what works for your kids. Because in my experience, what have worked for me is like one of the, we're doing Florida virtual because first of all, it helps with our income because it's just given by the by the state. Yes, that's awesome. And then second, I can choose like different electives that they're, they're comfortable. And then we're doing kind of without knowing what you were saying. One of the electives I got, it was Spanish, obviously, because I want my kids to learn Spanish. But my first grader is learning the same Spanish that my my, my third grader is, Perfect. is learning. So and mm-hmm. it's because... Not only I can help, but like you said, it was a curriculum that was perfect for both of them. And they're both learning at the same time. And even the older one is kind of getting like embarrassed. Like the, <laughs> like the first grader knows like the same things he knows. But I love the fact that I can just teach them both one thing at the same time. And it's just, it just, it works for us. So I love that you share that. Just find what works for your kids. And there's plenty options out there. Kira, do you have, what is this something that you guys use that you've noticed that has helped your kids too? One thing that we try to do at the start of every morning is we sit around the table together and we have a morning meeting. And during that time, we eat breakfast. We usually have our family devotion and we kind of lay out whatever the day is going to be. Our kids do extracurricular activities. So it's really helpful for me to set out the expectations for the day and for us to kind of talk and discuss. It's just, you know, a power meeting to get our entire day started. So that's worked really well for us because the kids always know what's coming next. Also, I like to give them breaks during the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, so if yes. you have boys at your house, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> it's Thank really nice that to- They um, need to run in the yard, don't yes, they? Yes, Every absolutely. 20 minutes, we get breaks in my <laughs> house. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, we may do a subject and then I'm like, okay, let's go out the door. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't, we try not to touch any electronics during that time, but we definitely give them the opportunity to go outside and to just run and play and get tired. And then it kind of focuses them yeah. to come back in and let's get started again. You got to give them breaks. And that's something that, you know, in maybe the traditional school setting that they don't yeah. allow. And it's, it's just not. And um, you know, what's accepted. interesting you saying that my son who's eight years old, he's like, I love that you give me so many breaks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's like, and sometimes he's in a role. He's like, no, mama, I want to keep going. And I'm like, no, 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 you got to take a break. Uh-huh. It's good for you. Cause he's a boy. And then it gets to a point they, they might get frustrated. Thank they you. get tired. I'm like, listen, just go run around. Even if you just want to sit in a corner or do nothing. You just need to stretch your legs, go to the bathroom, just take a break. And can yeah. I say that's also a break for mommies as well? Oh, yes. Yes. That's our coffee <laughs> to go break. go warm up that coffee. Exactly. <laughs> our yes. snack break. Yes. For me, it's like changing diaper break, mm-hmm. um, getting yeah. a screaming toddler, something else to do. So that's awesome. That's it is. Awesome. And, you know, mentally, how helpful is that to know, like, if I know I'm, I'm going to have 30 minutes and then I'm going to get a little reprieve, That's you can do that several times a day. Thinking about your day in terms of I've got five hours of school, that's misery. <laughs> that's misery. So I love I love that, Karen. So, so that's our perspective because we're home. So how about the moms that work? So yeah. one thing really quick that we can share with you moms that work, something that we do, at least in our house, is like, like Kira was saying, we plan ahead of time. We have like a little paper with all the days of the week, and then we put um, what's the goal for each day. And that helps them just 
seen it, accomplished it. They even have a marker in my house so they can scratch it and they feel so excited every time they can scratch it because if they finished early, they get excited. But if you're a mom that you're working and you plan ahead of time, like Kira was sharing, and you have some sort of system for us is that paper weekly that we put it over there. They know what to do. They come and they do it and they can scratch it. They can put a sticker on it. I mean, you can make it as creative as possible, but we just put that in front of them and they know already they go sit down. And now, I mean, even though they're little i have a first grader and a third grader they just wake up and they just go and they see what they have to do and they just go and start doing it and i love the fact they're just taking the initiative to do and do it because they know they can get the sticker they can cross it off you know and then Mm -hmm. they can be done early and then that way they can go play or watch cartoons or do something fun so for moms that work really quickly can you share like an advice like how do they can navigate coming from work or before work like how to something they they can do to help them go through it that's such a great question and what a challenge that is yeah. but it's doable because we see people in our church doing it and yeah. doing it well and one of the things i would say that it's going to be true for a working mom or a, st- or a stay at home mom but i think especially crucial for those that work outside the home is if if we can figure out how to take a little bit of time to teach our kids how to do jobs. And that sounds like, what does that have to do with homeschooling? We call it home ec at our house. But (laughs) for some reason, moms feel like everything is on them. And I'm learning through my husband's leadership that we're the managers of the home. Usually, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes the dads are, but usually the moms, but that doesn't mean we have to actually physically do every task. I don't have to pick up every shoe. I don't have to vacuum every floor. (laughs) I don't have to unload every dishwasher or wash every set of clothes. And so my biggest encouragement to moms that are working or any mom is navigate some, figure out what are the problem points in the day. Forget school. What is the stress points in the day that's making it hard for you? And figure out how to either outsource some of those things or if money is not Mm -hmm. an option to spend on helping having someone clean your home or doing the laundry or whatever. Figure out what your kids can do and they can do a lot. They're not going to do it as great as mom at first. But I've got some now that can do things way better than me because (laughs) that's their niche. And so that's my advice, which I don't even know if it has to do anything with homeschool. That's a great but, advice. Great idea. Because um, you're teaching them young discipline and being organized and stepping it up, you know, and taking initiative to do a lot of things. Yeah. And I agree with you. I mean, if my kids are little, but they know they help me to unload the dishwasher. They sure. help me with the laundry and everything. So when they have to do something themselves, they take the initiative to do it. And that's homeschooling. It is. That's we are the actually beauty of training them to be adults. You are. And you're, you're teaching them that through working that the whole world doesn't revolve around them. You know, if somebody eats a, a pop tart and leaves it on the couch, <laughs> that's not mom's responsibility. But you're teaching them that they're fitting into the world around them. If you're teaching your sons this, your daughter-in-laws are going to love you if they know how to scrub a toilet uh, or that's make a I meal. That's what I say to my boys. I'm, I'm, I'm helping you to be a blessing to your wife. Exactly. Yeah. I want her to like me. Yes. Clean that toilet. Yeah. <laughs> how about you, Kira? What I would say for moms or any moms is to be flexible. You know, you're at home. That does not mean that you need to homeschool from eight to two. Yeah. One thing that I did when I had littles that were sleeping a little later in the morning, Madison and I would sit really early and I would fix her a nice cup of hot cocoa. So it was like Mm -hmm. our special time together. And I would teach her all of her math lessons for the week. I would introduce I all of her concepts that. for oh, the week. 
in, in one, one sitting, but that was our quiet time in the morning. It was very special. She didn't mind getting up for it because I was going to bring her a treat. Uh-huh. And we would sit there in her bed with a whiteboard and dry erase markers. And I would teach her all of her math concepts before the boys got up. And I was pretty much done with teaching math with her for the entire week. So what I would say is if moms, if you have an early morning opportunity, take it. If it's a later evening when you get home, take it. But homeschooling is, is fluid. And yeah. flexible. And you know, that's huge for working moms because yes. she's got work to do maybe in the middle of the day or crunch time for her is at 11 o'clock. She has a meeting. Okay. But one of the one of the great things about homeschooling during COVID, there's a lot of negatives that we're not going to dwell on. <laughs> but one of the great things is we're not necessarily rushing out the door in the evenings to go to all these activities yeah. and sports. Everything's closed, right? My, yeah. We can't even go to the community pool in our neighborhood. <laughs> so take advantage of that. So what if your school day goes from eight in the morning till eight at night? Not that you're schooling for 12 hours, but what if you <laughs> what if you do an hour in the morning, do an hour at night, do yeah. an hour in the afternoon? That's okay. So working mom, figure out what you need to get done. Mm-hmm. figure out what they can do on their own. And it's okay if it's not from eight to three. It, it's not going to be from eight to three. I'm just going to go ahead and tell yeah. you that right <laughs> now. I don't care if you're working or staying at home. And it's going to take a while. So for moms that are listening, you you got to understand and, and just come to the conclusion that it's going to take a while. It's not going to be easy at the beginning, yeah. but the struggle is not bad. It's actually no. good. It's like Kira was saying, it's like, Try to enjoy the blessing and the privilege that God has just put in front of you. The fact that you have more time with your kids. And a lot of moms is like, well, I don't want more time with my kids. <laughs> well, maybe God is just telling you something differently. Maybe yeah. your family, this is the time to get closer as a family. You know, maybe this is the time to put some things that we had in priority to be secondary and put this mm. first, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're going to realize better things that you're leaving behind, you know, there's better things ahead. So, so for moms who are listening, so a couple of notes, so creativity, spaces, time, relax. I think that's what you said. Right? Relax, enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy it. Try to balance, teach your kids more things at home, you know, and home is homeschooling, but not because we're homeschooling what needs to be taught in the school, but also what needs to be taught at home. So I love that, that Kristen shared. So that's a little review. Ladies, this is part one of homeschooling. Thank you for listening. But we want to let you know that every podcast, we're going to do a giveaway. And our giveaway this time, what is it going to be? Yeah, we've got a Target gift card for $25. Who doesn't love Target? You can get some school supplies or a new pair of shoes. You decide. (laughs) Whatever, Whatever else is happening that week, if you're feeling bad about yourself, go get some shoes. If your kid did the dishes, then you go get them some supplies. (laughs) Either way, go subscribe, go check out our Instagram page at the Mom Village FC, as in Family Church. So the Mom Village FC, follow us on Instagram. And then if you sign up to our newsletter, we're going to add you in the drawing for the gift card. So this is part one of the Mom Village. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.